0: A quick warning, this episode contains conversations about addiction. Listener discretion is advised. Hey everyone, I'm Carmen. I'm Jackie. And I'm Emily, also known as Douglas. And we're your hosts. Welcome to Generation SOS On Record, a podcast that invites people to share their uncensored stories about mental health and substance use. We invite you to open your minds and your ears and allow these stories to speak louder than statistics ever could. I never really had someone that was going through the same that thing. That musicians feel deeper. You, know, you kind of feel like you can't tell anyone, which is like the opposite of what you I should do. When I'm too young to like have been included in a conversation, which I kind of call bullshit on. All right. So we have Aaron on today. Thank you, Aaron, for joining us. To start off the conversation, just kind of want to get a glimpse of where you're at right now physically in the world
1: um right now i'm living in california i uh came out here basically to get sober and find myself and like my intentions when i first came out here it wasn't to get sober it was just more just get away from drama i i I finally realized that i actually needed help once i finally got out here and like once the program taught me like it's like pores coming out of your skin. Like the program like just pulls all the extract, like all the bad shit out of you. And like it shows you right in front of your face and it's fucking wild and all. Uh...
0: So you are in, to clarify for everybody who doesn't know, he is current, you went to rehab in California. And so are, you're not in sober living anymore. You're doing your own thing. Are you currently still sober? Yes. To get a picture of kind of who you are, how you got in that situation, you know, how did you kind of end up in rehab feeling like realizing
1: you needed help well if, it first started off with me like like as my childhood like i always never i never hung out with people my age i always hung out with people older than me i never really had like that mindset to like have fun or like I always had to be serious or like always being serious shit. so that that's basically how it started like that was like the root of it it like i started isolating myself around people my age and i would only hang around people older than me or like I will have that authority mindset, that strong, like strict mindset, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that kind of like, I missed out on a lot of fun because of that. And um, that I think that was like the main route, like that started my like addiction, that that addiction mindset, like being obsessed to things that can like torture me, but in a positive way, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. something that I can focus on that can help me in a positive, like thinking that it can help me in a positive way, but it didn't i think it's like nobody really speaks on it a lot and it's like i think it needs to be spoken more upon of like a lot of people come through detox like i work at a detox facility now and like the past few months i've been working there there's like like 90 percent of the clients that like that come through there like they have terrible insurance you know what i mean yeah that's my passion like what the program like opened my eyes into giving and like not just giving it back but like it gave me something, you know? And like, I want to be able to show someone else the same thing and like help someone else and save someone else's life, you know? Well, I like my belief into what helped me most definitely um, and a lot of people I've seen around me is the 12 steps. Like, um, And 12 steps isn't just like helping, it's like, it helps you put in a routine, like consistency and like, and then you start growing. Like, it's like a power you start to grow like through time, you know, as you do it. So step one is acceptance and then like step two is like letting like trying to find your higher power and then the third step is like letting your higher power take over your life because us addicts we're we can't control ourselves you know we're uncontrollable, you know what I mean so we need to find a higher power that can't control us I was like thank you God like I just pray you know I just pray like it's just a power I just believe it I'm on step seven right now step seven is uh step seven just like accepting the character. Yeah, it's cause like step six is like character defects, but like defect in character, like you know our characteristics, but like it's jealousy. like it's like the negative part of it, like us. Okay. Like, and we have to work on that. You know, like, like, save we'll or work on our jealousy. We'll start to become jealous out of nowhere for some reason. It's weird.
0: So I remember when me and Piper, she was on our podcast and she talked about how she sees addiction show up in other ways of her life even though she's sober what is that for you have you noticed anything that kind of spills into other aspects of who you are
1: you get super obsessive over anything you know like it's just like whatever catches your eye and like you think you can stay consistent with or something that you'll like it's just like how we did with our drugs you know what i mean like we can it's just like we've replaced our addiction with something else it can turn into a negative way you know what i mean because right. you can get part of it and then you're like fuck i'm like i want to get high
0: you know? Okay. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. You kind of like hyper fixate on something
1: else. Like it's, it's just like putting a bandaid over a scratch, you know? Like, right. Like it's just not, it's not going to fix it.
0: Like what's the discipline behind staying sober for you? Well,
1: it's, it's all on, it's all on the person. It's not on anyone else, but you, you know, it's the willingness and the drive you. And um if you want to be sober, still be sober, you know, it, it depends on you.
0: You, I remember you mentioned before, no one talks about how fun being sober is.
1: Exactly. Can you talk I, about I, that for me? Yeah, that's, like, the biggest thing I think that needs to be, like, portrayed in the treatment field. Like, people need to see, like, how fun, like, being sober is. Like, I've actually gone to a club, and, like, I've actually gone to a strip club. I I've, wow. I, I, I've gone to – like, I've actually gone, gone out and gone to clubs and stuff and not get – like, not have cravings and not want to drink or get out. And like it's and it actually was more fun because you actually see everyone so fucked up, you're like, damn, bro, I used to be like that. And then you laugh. You know, and then like we just like laugh around everyone else is fucked up. You know, and we're like, damn, I used to be like that. Like I used to be like a clown. You yeah. know, like it's 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 all fun, like going out. You just start like you like everything just like opens your eyes more, you know? When you're sober, you're just like, damn, like I missed out on my lot.
0: So what yeah. was your if you don't mind me asking, you don't have to answer. But what was your drug of choice?
1: Fentanyl. Fentanyl.
0: Okay, okay. And so, what, you know, how old were you when you went into rehab?
1: Seventeen. Like I just turned seven. Like I just turned seventeen. Wow. And I got fifty-one fifty psych ward. But, like I got admitted into a psych ward, and um, cause I I I overdosed. It was like I think that was my second time overdosing, and um, my mom like found me, cause I guess she was like texting my phone, like sending me memes or something, and like she. <laughs> she saw uh, me laying on the couch, like unconscious, like not breathing. And she like carried me. Like I woke up in the damn wheelchair, like rolling into the hospital. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah.
0: And was that your last time using?
1: No, 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 That was like, I I got, so this is what happened. I got 5150, got out. That, that shit traumatized me. I was good for like not even two weeks. And I started, I was just smoking again. I didn't get back. On fentanyl until like another three months. So after I got 5150, 50, it was like in March. Okay. Then my birthday happened. Then I turned 18. Then I graduated high school. Then I went to treatment literally two days after I graduated high school. I got kicked out for smoking weed. In treatment. Yeah. Okay. And like like treatments like that, like that has like hundreds of people on them, like those shit suck because you don't have time for yourself. You know what I mean? Like, you're just stuck in, like, a big-ass meeting with a bunch of people. You don't have, like, that one-on-one time to actually, like – because it's better with, like, just ten people. You know what I mean? Because y'all can all socialize together.
0: So you get kicked out of there.
1: I end up in West Palm Beach, Florida. I come out the uh, airport waiting for the um, dude to pick me up, taking me to the residential. And um, this lady's sitting on the bench, and she has, like, a dad pen. I'm like, yo, can I? I'm like, can I hit that? She's like, yeah? And I just hit it. I was there for 45 days. That was probably the worst place ever because it was like the groups were ass. <laughs> therapy was, like, we didn't, like, we barely had therapy. Like, it was just, a, it was super unorganized. But, I mean, I graduated 45 days over. Went back to Virginia. I was like, I felt so happy. Like, I felt like something. Like, I didn't feel fully yet, but I felt something, you know? I felt like that spark coming back, you know? So, like... I had confidence and I got like a little too cocky and I like, got too comfortable. And then it's like three days later, I started drinking and smoking. Went to ODU, three months later, started getting back on those hands. And then that's when I got infected. Then I dropped out of college, like in November, I went to my grandma's house. This is my last joy ride. Then I got kicked out of my grandma's house. So before I got kicked out of my grandma's house, I got a flight out here to California. Get away from drama, get paid, and then just like live my life out here that didn't work out i met this dude named mark his name's mark he's really dope um okay so all right so a flop house is it's like a residential side treatment center but it's like you can use in her and not get in trouble
0: oh okay okay
1: you can use and not get in trouble like you can use they'll, you'll still pee in a cup and you'll still be fine
0: okay okay i see you know yeah we
1: yeah. left ama moved out, um we jumped out the back window and the owners of the place, the flop house we were in, picked us back up. And we went back there. And then we were there for about another month getting higher and chilling. Like I always try to take my own path. And like that's what my attic mind does. You know what I mean? This guy, Mark, he introduced me to stairways. He was like, We're gonna go to stairways and we're actually gonna get clean. And I was like, oh, I don't wanna do this. I was like, but well, fuck out. So we had no other choice. I was like, let's do it. That whole story I just told you about this going from Culver City to Orange County, the back to Culver City to out here, like just that transition just changed my whole life. Like, if I never stepped foot in stairways, like that, like I was probably still be back at square, square one getting high or be, be dead right now. So I got into stairways and um uh, the their rules and like most, it's mostly rules and procedures for most silver livings and programs. Like, you have to get a sponsor. And you have to do your steps the first thing i did was like i did not get that sponsor like i wasn't seeking to like get sober so fast you know i was just going with the motion and um my house manager was just like pressing me and pressing me and pressing me about it and he was like here let me introduce you to this guy and um his name was johnny and my sponsor was johnny reese dope guy um but at first when i met him i was like <clears throat> i saw him he was like a white dude and like like I don't say I just saw how how it's like how like how he looked and stuff and like I just I always joke the book by his cover like I would look at you and like tell if I was gonna fuck with you or not. You know like and like I hated that about me um now but like in the back I did like in the past I didn't give a fuck. Yeah basically Johnny like is the one that like guided me but like I had to go get it and like that's what he told me. He was like I'm not gonna be hitting you up every day. You're gonna like if you want it, come, come and get it.
0: You know
1: yeah like if he wants to he'll get it he's like you should be going after it just like i to going after those drugs you know yeah so
0: yeah wow okay so johnny he's is he still your sponsor yep amazing and so how many days clean are you right now or months i don't know if you know the no, exact app. App.
1: I'll show it on <gasps> that's so cool yeah me and pepper both have the app. it's called nomo
0: let's see 558 days aaron has been sober
1: no the, the the real test I thought the, the real test was the beginning, but the real test was when we got, when we left Sober Living, when we left the, pro, like, when we left the program. Okay. That's, that's the real test. That's when, like, you know if you was really putting in your work or not, you know what I mean?
0: Not necessarily yeah. accountability, but you're on your yeah. own. Yeah,
1: you're on your own. You don't have the accountability. When you're in Sober Living, you have, like, she has her girls, you know what I mean? She has 15 other girls she can depend on, you know what I mean? Like, and I have 10 other guys I could depend on, and now it's just we have each other all we have is our sponsor or like we still have our she still has her girls i still have my guys it's just like we're not in that space we're not in the same house anymore you know what i mean yeah and just be like going to the room like hey you know what i mean yeah
0: you're not as like surrounded by it so i understand that well
1: well me and piper's like sobriety like it's independent right and that, that was like our main boundary is to keep our lives independent with when it comes to sobriety and like in life in general too
0: amazing Which,
1: because like that's what also the program teaches you. it teaches you to have self-love and self-care yeah and like that was the main thing for me like i never have self-love for self-care like i was a huge people pleaser i always wanted to look out for the homies or my family or my friends or people i love or care for and i never looked out for myself you know and i and that truly shown that i didn't love myself like just like actions like you used to take in the past you you like learn that through the program and you're just like damn dude like I am this or like you start like I am that and you start accepting it and then you start working on it you know. The question I asked like my clients at work I asked them I'm like I'm I'm like do you actually accept yourself as an addict I was like that because I was like that's like acceptance comes with action I'm like do you accept yourself as an addict cause I was like if you do I was like you would honestly put in work to stay sober am I right cause I was like you didn't come out of here all the way from North Idaho or fucking South Dakota or fucking Ohio. Like, people be coming from all these different states, coming all the way out here just to bullshit. And I'm, like, I'm like, dude, this isn't time to bullshit, dude. Like, you so-called supposedly have a family back at home, kids back at home. You want to get shit done. You're talking instead of walking, you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: What's your kind of coping mechanisms or your inner work that you use maybe daily or whenever to kind of keep you grounded keep you on your path
1: um the first thing was journaling like I used to always write my thoughts down and like I actually with my clients now like I do groups I run groups uh, with my clients every day I would tell them to journal their thoughts and I would, like I would give them homework assignments so on like because to teach them like coping mechanisms and skills. That was like the very first thing I used to do with journal. Like if I was upset, I would write down why I was upset. I would write down like, what can I do to pre- um, prevent from me being violent or prevent me from like doing something stupid, you know, and like, I'll write it out and I'll think about it and I'll actually take the action. I, I, I love listening to music. Um, I actually do music as well. Um, I have my, music's on, my music on, on Spotify YouTube, Apple music as well the the main the main thing also like also like low key kind of do is kind of meditate you know? meditation is dope.
0: i have heard that consistently some through our interviews that has been i mean journaling and meditation has been such a common thing i've heard especially for individuals who are sober or just trying to be more aware of their choices that's amazing
1: community and teaching about communication skills too is the main thing i also like to like touch on with the program because, like, we all, all, like, have, like, a thousand, like, comments and, like, thoughts going through our fucking heads every day, you know what I mean? I would put, like, a situation in my head and, like, try to think, like, oh, this person's gonna say this, they're not gonna say this, you know? Right. I would try to, like, assume, like, what's gonna happen. Don't say yourself short, you know, like, because everyone comes from a bottom, you know? Like, our, president, our presidents came from a bottom. Like, entrepreneurs that are rich today, like, you know, like, everyone came from a bottom. Michael Jordan came from a bottom. All these people came from a bottom so don't like don't sell yourself short in treatment like yes like we came with a lot of baggage and you come with a lot of emotions and trauma and ptsd from your past and you have a lot of things to fix and work on but selling yourself short isn't going to help and like the other the other main thing is closed miles don't get fat if you want to go get it you'll get it you know like if you want to go get sober Don't bullshit. Do it all the
0: way. So happy for you. Are you much happier now?
1: Yeah. Sometimes I'm just like, I'm in L.A., dude. Like, how? You know? I'm like, I'm in L.A. and I'm happy for us.
0: I appreciate it so much. And we'll have a follow-up episode for sure. Yeah, for sure. For more conversations like these or to find a support system near you, go to generationsos.org.